Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one wild page of Talmud every day. How wild? Well, today's page, Nazir 10, is very moving. I'm sorry, I just had to, because, you know, today's page is about cows. Have a listen. If one said, this cow said, I am hereby a Nazarite if I stand, or if he said, this door says, I am hereby a Nazarite if I am opened, Bet Shammai say, he's a Nazarite, and Bet Hillel say, he's not a Nazarite. Rabbi Yehuda said, even when Bet Shammai say that the vow is effective, they say so only with regard to one who said, the cow is hereby forbidden to me as an offering if it stands up. In that case, it is as if he took a vow that the cow is forbidden. However, Bet Shammai concede that although the vow takes effect, it is not a vow of Nazariteship. The Gemara asks, does a cow speak? What is the meaning of the statement, a cow said I'm here by a Nazarite? Rami Bar said, with what are we dealing? We are dealing with a case where there was a prone cow before him, before some guy, and he tried without success to cause it to stand. And he said, the cow thinks it will not stand. I am hereby a Nazarite and therefore will refrain from its flesh if it stands of its own accord. And in fact, it stood on its own accord. Bet Shammai followed their standard approach and Bet Hillel follow their standard approach. Wow. Does a cow speak? I mean, sometimes the Talmud asks the craziest questions, but those are almost always the best ones. Because in the course of offering us a discussion of the particular condition of vow-taking, the Talmud today raises a much bigger question, that of our ability to communicate with our animal friends. Can we? I wanted to find a cow therapist, and ask her all the tough questions. But such a thing, alas, doesn't exist. A cat therapist, though? Those, we have a plenty. And a few years back, my co-hosts on the Unorthodox podcast and I talked to one of the best of them. She's Carol Wilburn, the cat whisperer, a woman who could literally, well, herd cats. She started the first hospital exclusively for cats in 1973 and has treated behavioral problems in more than 13,000 felines ever since. She has her own method of speaking to animals. And I hope that even if you don't share your home with a pet you sometimes struggle to understand, you'll enjoy our conversation. Here it is. God. I'm so happy. This is amazing. Hi. This is just so amazing. Hi. Carol's setting up um, her robot cats, right? Are these technically robots? They, they are. Okay, everyone. Um, Ooh, this is a delightful. Like yes, we have two cats here in the studio. We also have Carol oh. Wilburn. She is a renowned cat therapist, a cat expert. She's published six books on cat psychology and has treated more than 13,000 cats with the Wilburn way, which you know, deals with both cats and their owners and even incorporates Reiki 
we are so happy to have you here. There, oh. and you brought cats, which is like you're my favorite <laughs> guest we've ever had. <laughs> they're, they're little mechanical cats. One is black. That's Ziggy Stardust. Then we have Casanova, who is more of like a, a maybe, maybe a tabby. Yeah, an orange. Yeah, an orange tabby. Yeah, or an orange tiger. <laughs> I have to apologize. You you requested a cat, a real cat, be in the studio, yeah. and I am unable to bring my cat, Cat Stevens, uh, who listeners know because about. Because he's a violent. He's maniac. a little bit of a problem cat. Uh, he probably needs my help. I would I, think. He definitely oh, needs your wow. help. Yeah. He needs your help worse than any <laughs> he cat. He needs your help, you've and I seen. need your help. Is he your only cat? Yes. It's probably part single cat syndrome I if know, he's aggressive. But my apartment's so small, I can't get another cat. Oh, it doesn't matter. It wouldn't matter. Now, here's what we would like to ask you. We'd like to show you a quick video of Cat Stevens, uh-huh, Stephanie's sure. cat. And, sure. and then we would like your professional opinion. Because sure. we've been offering unprofessional <laughs> advice to Stephanie. And it's gotten her nowhere. For a very long time. Uh, <laughs> most of it would terrify you because uh, we think you should get rid of the cat. And so uh-huh. we would love a professional's sure. opinion. So I have a cat. He's about three and a half. His name is Cat Stevens. What color is it? He is a gray domestic short hair. Does that matter, oh, nice. therapeutically speaking? No, I just thought your, listen- just, I thought your listeners yeah. would like to know. They've seen pictures of him. He is my favorite thing in the entire world, but he is a little bit of a monster. Uh-huh. He used to attack me. I mean, he's. I, I, I hesitate to tell you this. He is on Prozac. Uh-huh. He... Yeah. I used to attack Is me. Is it working? Yes, it, it works a lot. It, I mean, I used to have, arm, my arms used to be covered in bites. But it's not totally working. Not totally working. And he, he just, like, we'll, we'll be lying on the couch and he'll just come up and just, like, start biting you. And I don't know what. Because I, you're his cat. He needs something to play with. So how big is your apartment? Pretty small. How, how small? Like, twice the size of this studio. <laughs> it's a cozy oh, West Village. it's big. If it's twice the size of this room. That's true, but there's three of us, me and my fiancé and the cat. But you both work, right? Yes, so he's alone all day. Yeah. So um, it's not like you both work at home. No, we are at home sometimes working. Well, I hope so. Mm-hmm. Um, I really need another cat. That's that. Nothing else Ooh. is going to solve it. My mom is going to hate this. <laughs> Why? Does she know. live there? No. <laughs> So why should she care? <laughs> you're right. You're right. So, you, so this is part of what you do, right? You treat both the cat and the yeah, patient. Yeah. So you want to say, can we just talk to you about our lives? <laughs> Forget yeah. the cats. Can sure. I just share right. with you? So, <laughs> um, I'm gonna get Carol. It's family uh, therapy. Tell me. Tell me. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm dead serious here. Tell me about the the training. You know, how do you? I majored you, in psychology. But how do you gain the insight into cat? I mean, some of it is observation. Some of it is uh, well, having gift, a cat practice right? and seeing all these cats. Before then, I just helped people find homes for cats. Right, but a lot of other people spend a a lot of time with cats and, and don't have your insight. But they don't see them. lots of cats. Can you imagine cats coming in all the time and you had to figure out? I absolutely cannot. I had cannot. to figure out. <laughs> that is my worst nightmare. Oh, okay. I had to figure out what to do because maybe they were, they were, their home, they were going to be given up or they were going to be put down. Is there a, a moment that you remember early on in a career in which you understand that you have this gift, this insight, you observe something and then you do something and the cat's behavior changes? Is there like a kind of eureka moment for you? I think I think the eureka or the epiphany was just that I liked them so much and wanted to help them. And I, I, I realized that when I attempted to do something, it worked. What are three big mistakes that people make with their cats? Um, they, with some people, they feel that the cat doesn't need that much attention. And so they'll go away for weekends and just 
puts down some food and think, well, cat's independent's going to be okay, and sometimes the cats will get sick, and that's a problem. And then sometimes the cats will be in their inimitable way giving communication that things aren't so great, but the person won't recognize it. But, for example, mauling you. uh, No, I'm talking about subtle. Okay. Subtle. Maybe the tail's just going all the time and the ears are flattening and maybe they're they're eating too much or they're not eating enough or or they're they're crying a lot. See that that's kind of subtle. But then if the person doesn't realize it then then the cat has to step up a bit. So then it, maybe it could become aggression, it could become not using the litter box, it could become being very destructive. If you can't recognize the signs, then it could, you know, really be... Stephanie, are you feeling so, judged right now? No, I'm actually feeling this, like, very warm... I feel like you are a very non-threatening, non-judgmental presence, which is really nice. I mean, I've had I've had a veterinary behaviorist in my house. I've done... I've sort of done the whole thing. And a lot of that has made me, like, oh, you know, this idea that I should be doing more, like, this that, that I'm doing <clears> something <throat> wrong. That's been a lot of my my stress and my shame that I feel like I'm not parent enough for this guy. Yeah, I, I think that that you're you're doing enough, but you can't do it all. And when one can't do it all, then you need help. So you did. You got professional help. But somehow if someone gave you the answer, you skipped right over it. And really what it is is your cat is is it's single cat syndrome and he treats you like he would treat another cat. He could go over and and jump on another cat. They could wrestle and that would be fine, but that doesn't work yeah. with you. He does not groom a cat. me though. Well, that's okay. But, no, I know. but that I could lead into biting. <laughs> yeah, though, it does. It does. Because the energy builds. So getting the right cat, and if you got a cat that preferred cats to people, then you wouldn't even have to worry about giving the cat attention. Wow. So when you now you do you do house visits. So can you do you walk into a house yeah. and just know everything you need to know like right away before you even? I ask a few questions before, uh, you know, on on the phone and by email, and I usually you know have a good feeling of you know what what's happening. What is the most extreme case you've ever seen? One that was was very difficult, and it all worked out. It's a happy ending. A psychiatric um, pediatrician got in touch with me um, because he had three cats. His partner had passed on, and his cats started taking it out on the two cats that were mainly his late partner's cats, and it got so bad that the two cats had been living in a kitchen cabinet for the past year. He did seek help, and he had them on on drugs, and that didn't that didn't work. And he just his veterinarian finally said, "Get in touch with Carol." So slowly but surely, got the the cats came out of the cabinet, and now they're all living together. Hold on. So you come into this house, and there are two cats in the cabinet. What's what do you do? Um, I one of the things is I play music for calming. I also do Reiki, which um, is it relieves stress. It balances mind. Body, is it a form of massage? It's it's placements. It's not really massage. It's just light placement. Uh, you do Reiki for the cats. The, um, I usually will do. I will usually give the person a, a short treatment because the cats get a contact high. Most cats don't like it if you just 
holding your hands on them. You could also distant Reiki is just by doing mental symbols. But anyway, all is happy now. And, and what music, by the way, do, do cats? I, use, um, I usually use New Age and usually flute and then sounds of uh, different uh, animals and fish. And, um, and I also have different other sounds to help desensitize. So what I do is I appeal to all of their senses, the Wilburn way of appealing to all their senses. And I have a monthly blog, a free blog on my site, which is thecattherapist.com. And I've written several books, and uh, my blog is The Wilburn Way. And I would really like to help you help your cat. Because uh, there is an answer, and you could you could all really be living very happily. Do you believe that there are some cats? Well, this is another way of asking the same question about people, sure. right? But do you believe that there are, are some cats that are like beyond redemption? I think some cats take a really might take a really long time to reach the redemption. But you don't believe any are inherently evil. No, I, I think they're inherently frightened and threatened, and 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 even with with uh, frightened threatened people, these are the ones who you know, fill, unfortunately, a lot of our institutions. It's fear, and fear can go a lot of ways. Fear can either make you uh, attack or retreat. It's fight or flight. And it's, e- it's much easier to live with something that's in flight. Was there a point in which you said, you know, I'm just going to make a hell of a lot more money if I do the same thing for people? Well, I'm actually helping the people whose family are inter- interspecies therapy. No, I know, but you could be like $375 an hour, like for 30 minutes on the Upper East Side, easily just talking to, you know, that that never occurred to you that you're just going to do humans exclusively? Um, I like helping the people help the cats because then the cats help the people mm. and everybody's happy. Sometimes I do dogs. I, I could do anything. It's what are all the about emotions. What are the emotional, inherent emotional differences between cats and dogs? I think it, it's just that uh, with the dog usually likes to please whoever he or she lives with. Where first the cat pleases him, him or herself, and then can please the person. That's why I do like cats because cats are conditional. Like dogs love you unconditionally, but there's something about like cats that they play hard to get a little bit. Sid mm-hmm. Sid says that. Our cat doesn't like me because I treat her like I would treat a dog, like I treat our dog, that I want our cat to be a dog, which is true. I want the cat to like romp with me and I want to throw the cat around and the cat's just not – Cat's on her own terms. The cat's not generous with me that way. Yeah. Well, the cat has other other priorities. I think that's – I also bought some toys. I endorse multi – Multi pet, pet international toys. They're fun, creative, and durable. Oh, I like this. Yeah, they're fun. Can you take this home for my cat? Yeah, you can. Really? Oh, yes, you can so, take it every month. So now the robot that, cats are moving again. Just so so now we're, speaking of robot cats, now that we're in like the internet era, uh-huh. are people always sending you like memes of cats and videos of cats? Oh, yeah. And do you yeah. like them? Some of them I do. Yeah. yeah. I do. Yeah. So like you, like the rest of us, are also watching cat videos on the internet I, I all do, day. and I, I take a lot of them because I, I use them on my blog and I use them, you know, for demos. And uh, Casanova likes Leo. Stephanie, are you going to get another cat? I really think you should. I would love another cat. My my worry is that then I have a drama between two cats. Like it you have won't, to be not the right if it's cat. the right cat. How do you know? Also, I'm worried about having. I can help you with that. Okay, my Ben is gonna really love this. Yeah, Ben fiance. Cohen. So, oh, the other thing that the cat does is, is it possible that the, since the cat is mine and now I live with a, another a, another man, he resents him? 
Uh, he, he, he doesn't him resent him, but uh, he, he just feels left out. Sometimes he'll just smack him in the forehead. How would you feel if, if you know, you're living with Ben and then he brought home another woman? You'd feel a little left out. I would not like that. Yeah, <laughs> I so. would not it's like that thing. at all. Although it depends on a woman, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and he's, always about, he's always talking about this girl, Steph Curry. There you have it. But <laughs> if yeah. Steph Curry so, came so to so what, what is something that you found that, like, that you could tell cats and you also tell people? Like, what's the most, what's the most common thread between the two? It's just to be aware of what the others, what the others doing, and and why why the other is doing it. Like the the cat, um, Casanova. If, if the cat likes to wants to eat all the time, maybe it's not getting enough attention, and, and it's stuffing its feelings. And maybe you need to spend more time playing with your cat. Carol Wilburn, thank you so much for coming oh, in. It's been cat fun. therapist, thank you. yes, amazing. Cat therapist Absolutely to the stars amazing. of the cats. This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. And get your Take One merch, t-shirts, mugs, and other great stuff at tabletstudios.com. Each week, we will be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Daf Yomi. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Roske, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Tanya Singer, Courtney Hazlett, Robert Scarmucha, and Mark Oppenheimer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic. Thank you.